You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network, sponsored by Audix. Hear what you've been missing. Audix is proud to introduce the new line of dynamic closed-back headphones designed for audio professionals and audiophiles to deliver the most accurate sound possible. I wish I could break free Back to where I'm supposed to be Welcome back to the Signal to Noise podcast on Pro Sound Web. Kyle, did you hear that? How you wait for the, the music to finish before you start talking? I don't know. That's why I was trying to punt it off on hand at the start. Come on, man. Blowing my cover. I was trying to act like a pro. This is episode 70, actually. So I think if we haven't sorted it by now, there's no hope for us. No hope. Uh, it's, it's only going to go downhill. Already looking into my solo career. <laughs> we're, we're, we're joined tonight by Hannah Goodine. Uh student from uh, from nescom you may remember her from some of our live episodes or the episode with her professor eric ferguson um and she's here tonight because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff including uh line arrays which is a lot of fun um and our guest this episode is my friend Tarek salonji he's the uh vice president of sales and marketing for rcf usa um and i'm really excited to have him on the show uh, i've worked on a couple projects with him that we're going to talk about and uh hopefully we're all going to learn some stuff Tarek, thanks for being here man Oh, thanks for having me. Anna it's great Tarek. to be here. <laughs> where where are you where are you joining us from, Tarek? Uh I'm in New York. I'm in Westchester County. Oh, okay. So you you guys have uh, offices down in in Jersey, right? Yeah, our our home office of course is in Italy, but our branch office in the United States is in Edison, New Jersey. I uh I want to talk a little bit about kind of how you got your start and, and how you got to where you are now, because a lot of our listeners are kind of folks who are taking their first steps in audio or maybe interested in a career in audio. And I think, you know, there's a temptation to think that when you say, I want to be a sound engineer, people think you're the front of house person and that's kind of really front of house or monitors, right? So there's a lot else out there besides those two positions and uh, something that, that Kyle and I have talked about a lot. You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening on the manufacturing side right now. So how did you uh, find your way to this? Well, I started out, of course, uh, like everybody else in this business, as a musician, as a bass player that got good enough to be playing in a band. And uh, and that was about it. Uh, at about 23 years old, I realized that this was probably as good as, as it was going to get with playing my bass. Uh, but my interest was really with production. And uh, I was lucky enough that I opened a uh, rehearsal and recording facility uh, here in Westchester County, New York, and uh, had that for about uh, 20 years. Uh, it had a rehearsal, recording, and we also had a small live sound company attached to it. And we worked with a lot of really, really great people over the years. Uh, uh, John Entwistle from The Who came in and rehearsed with us, and Joe Lynn Turner and uh, uh, Alice Cooper came and rehearsed for the um, uh, when he was going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And with the original band. So it was fun. It was great. I met a lot of really interesting people and I became a pretty uh, good uh, local and regional recording engineer. And uh, when that started to thin out and the business changed a lot, I, I had always done live sound and I focused more on doing live stuff and did some small tours and some, some, some regional shows and uh, was a freelance guy for a long time and uh, started with RCF as a product specialist. Um, you know, it was a, a good time to do it. I was getting uh, a little older 
and um, it was uh, a nice time to transition into something a little bit more steady. And then um, after a couple of years with RCF, uh, the president of the company said, you know, hey, what are you doing? You know, we can use you full time. And uh, he asked me to be uh, national sales manager of RCF. And uh, a year later, he promoted me to vice president. And that's now going on five years. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, it, it started out as a musician and, and worked my way up uh, uh, on the bottom. I, I was a bass player. So I, I started on the bottom <laughs> and, I, and I, I held down the bottom, you know. <laughs> did, you, did you ever, I mean, did you ever think that you would be, you would be doing something like this when you first started out? I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a, like many of us, you know, the path that you end up on is not really maybe what, what was in your mind when you first started. You know, it's funny, but um Owning a rehearsal and recording studio, you have a lot of guys that come in and a lot of guys that were already reps and a lot of guys that were working in the industry. And, uh, of course, you know, Sam Ash is in my backyard. So a lot of people I knew were already working for manufacturers and they said, you know, you'd be good at this job one day. And, uh, it was funny because uh, when I got the job as national sales manager, a friend of mine said, ah, you're going to be just fine at this, man. He goes, you have the, the gift of gab. And you love gear, so you know. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. I, I'm a I'm a an engineer, uh, a recording engineer at heart. Uh, uh, I I I enjoy mixing still uh, to this day. I, I still enjoy being out there and mixing and uh, and doing shows and uh, you know it's uh, it's all part of it, I guess. I think you know what I I talk to a lot of you know manufacturer side of people and, and marketing people and you know different different people that have roles on that side of the industry and there's a really clear divide for me. There's people who get it and people who have no clue, you know. Um, and 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 it's 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 the thing is with you know with 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 audio people who live this stuff, um, you know they'll smell the insincerity from a mile away. And so whenever I uh, I'm working with a marketing person from a, from a manufacturer who maybe came to the business through the marketing side of things. And I can tell they don't have that passion for audio, you know? And so it's always been really nice working with you on stuff because you get it, man. And, and you, you, you come in and you've always, you've got a very clear idea of, you know, what the project is and what you guys can bring to the table. So I think, you know, I think that's an important uh, characteristic for someone who wants to be sort of the boots on the ground here and, and dealing with, you know, the companies and the, uh, the people in the industry who are looking at, you know, what products they should pick for their, for their project or anything like that. Um, Kyle, you want to throw in on that? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that because it is. And like Jeff Hawley always says, you know, it's all part of the music industry or the entertainment industry, but you're right. Um, you know, my first manufacturer job, I thought everybody there knew how to fly a PA. I thought everybody there had pulled snake before. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it, it, was odd. it was odd to find out that, you know, no, you know, and some of them actually inspired to do that, which was really cool because it, you go in to an office and you're working around the stuff a lot. Like it's cool to see people get inspired by the product that they're, they're, doing you know like if it's something they never approached and then like you said there's the other side of it like it, it they're they oh i used to sell used cars but yeah i've been to a concert um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's important because uh and, you know Tarek, i'd love to hear your thoughts on this but to me you know uh you know every pro every project for the people who are 
who are, you know, whether it's a venue or whether it's a production company, I mean, they're putting their heart and soul into that thing. And, you know, it's, we got to get it right, man. You know, it's not about what kind of, what we have too much of in the warehouse. It's really about, and, and you and I have had a lot of conversations about projects that we're going to talk about in a little bit, you know, about really what's the best fit for what we're trying to do here. And that really comes from an understanding of, you know, the whole context, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, RCF is a very broad uh, company. We're doing things from studio monitors to DJ, uh, more, uh, you know, uh, speakers on a stick. And then we're doing probably 11 or 12 line arrays now. So we have a broad, uh, a wide variety of, 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 of products. And, you know, it's nice to know that I've used so many of those things. And I think my customers and people that I talk to, they appreciate the fact that I'll give them real world uh, experiences. I'll tell them what I thought about our studio monitors in comparison to other ones that I've used. And I'll talk to them about uh, our mixing boards and, 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 uh, and line arrays, and I'll compare them to other manufacturers. There's a lot of great products out there from manufacturers. And I've been lucky enough to to mix on pretty much all of the great systems out there. So people, I think people respect the fact that, you know, uh, I have some chops and that uh, I'm not just coming from, I wasn't selling cars last week and I wasn't <laughs> selling hot water heaters. You know, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not saying that in a bad way either. I, I'm no, no, like but I, I feel the same way though. This is what I've, done, I've done this my whole life. I mean, like I said, I yeah. went from uh, out of college. I went to school for recording at SUNY Purchase and uh, I, to be honest with you, I went to SUNY Purchase and I was in the very first recording and engineering class ever given at that school. All right. It was like, you know, it was it was talk about a basic setup. It was a mixing console with a DAT player. OK. And uh, and we thought the DAT player was fantastic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, wow, look at that thing, you know. And uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 this is what I've done my whole life. This is this is I've, I've either been in a band or worked with bands or or worked with equipment. So, this is mm-hmm. it, man. Did you learn how to cut tape first, or I what was... did, man, and I was terrible at it. Let me tell you, <laughs> man, I, I got to tell you, it was ju- I was just awful at splicing tape, and uh, you, thank God I was a good enough engineer that I could twist the knobs and 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 have somebody else cut tape for me, but. Uh, Rather quickly after, you know, I started doing um, real, my real engineering was in the 90s. And uh, uh, for for all the tape junkies out there, unfortunately, I moved over to ADATs and DA38s pretty quick. So uh, I was in the digital format rather quickly uh, and and got out of tape just for the mere fact that I was so bad at cutting it. (laughs) Worst, the absolute worst. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're right. It, it, It was not fun. I think, um, you know, what I want to talk about a little bit is, uh, you know, kind of what the manufacturing side of thing brings to the table when, you know, you have a, like, so I'll use, I use a project that you and I are working together on right now. We're still in the early stages of it, but I, I mix at a, uh, a college theater mm-hmm. and the system in there is about 10, 12 years old. And they, they just said, Hey, we're ready to, to upgrade this thing. You know, it's, it's starting to show its age and there are things that it can't do that we want it to be able to do. And, and so it's just time. And so, um, you know, I called you up and, and, uh, I, I know the space very well, obviously. And, uh, so if, if someone, uh, I see this, I see this once a week on a forum, right? Someone will say, Hey guys, my auditorium's looking for a new rig. 
what brand should we buy? Um, and I, and I, I think that's just such an open-ended, you're kind of saying like, Hey, what car should I buy? Like, yeah. I, I think, you know, you kind of want to qualify that a little bit. Like what are your priorities and what are your challenges with the space? And so, I mean, can you talk a little bit about your process and your team and what, what you guys have in place, you know, as an example of what a manufacturer does to try to help someone understand the challenges of their pro their pr particular project and what you guys do to kind of vet that and put together a solution for them. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you just talked about. I mean, we, we, we'll we talk about the theater. We'll talk about the acts that have come in and out of the theater. Uh, what what kind of engineers do they have there? Do they have, is it a, is it a local theater? Is it a, a theater for, uh, for, you know, with, with a lot of, uh, volunteer engineers or is, are there, are there real guys in there that are, that are working full time in the theater? And let's talk about what they've had in there before, what they, what they've, if they've had rental systems that have come through the house, what they've liked. And, uh, let's find the solution that really fits the room. And, uh, usually, you know, between the conversation and maybe even a walkthrough, uh, I can usually judge what system, you know, we, would recommend for that room. And it's usually pretty close. Um, but we do have in-house support that, uh, we have a gentleman in our, in our, uh, office named Jim Reed, who's, uh, he's constantly, constantly has, uh, ease open. He's like the ease guru there. And, uh, <laughs> uh the, the poor guy is constantly modeling rooms for everybody. Everything from uh, right now he's been modeling, uh, the, the hot item is outside churches you know, and outside venues and, and systems that are going to be installed outside. So uh, we do that kind of support. And then for larger installations and larger products, we have a, a full um, uh, engineering team in Italy, and they can discuss everything from uh, from very detailed engineering drawings for stadiums all the way into uh, custom boxes. So, you know, it really comes down to you know, checking out the needs of the venue, uh, talking to the people that are there. And uh, I love to do a walkthrough, but, you know, we have some pretty good reps that'll say to me, you know, check this out. I think that this speaker would work pretty good. And most of the time we can nail it pretty quick. Yeah. And I think, you know, one, one of the sort of the, the cardinal sins of this, right, is you'll see uh, someone like a gym teacher. I, really, I see this, a gym teacher at high school. Okay. I take my budget. I divide that by this box costs this much and we buy this many boxes. Like that's not, it's <laughs> not the way to go about this. Like the manufacturer exists, you know, and Kyle, you can talk about this too from your, your experience with it, but the manufacturer exists for more than just to ship you a loudspeaker in a box. Um, yeah. You know, there's this, there, they, they, the manufacturer has just as much vested interest in making sure you get the right product, you for know, sure. and yeah. that, that it's hung and installed the right way and that it's set up by someone who knows what they're doing and that you get training on it, you know how to use your product. And then if you have problems afterwards with the product or you run into service issues or whatever that, you know, there's someone to call and help you deal with all that stuff. Yeah, I, I love how Tark you said it, you know, it's just if you know your box, you know your product, you know your room, um, it's it makes it so awesome. And you know what you're talking about. You can look up and, you know, predict your points where you're going to start aiming stuff. And and like you say, you get pretty close. Uh, it's always cool to have the ease person, the ease ears person to check out the thing. Um, speaker technology is, you know, it, it's pretty cool. I did consoles in spaces too. And, and that was, a, you know, a trying event. But, <laughs> uh, it, it, it is what it is. And, uh, 
Yeah, man. It, from late night phone calls to Sundays to, you know, after five on Friday, like, um, your job's never done. Like it, if oh, weekends, especially on 7 yeah. p.m. on Saturday evening, you know, and something doesn't come on or something's wrong or they need some speakers overnighted or some parts like you better answer your phone because you you do, man, especially in the summertime when it's touring and concert season. You know, you got to leave your phone on guys. Guys need your help sometimes, man. And one quick phone call, you can get somebody out of the weeds. You know, I mean, you, you're on a show and, and, and something is not working and you're panicking and, and you're making it worse. And then, you know, you call the manufacturer up, the guy answers the phone and in two seconds walks you through the fix. You, you're going to thank that guy, man. You won't Value. forget that guy. Uh, you know, you don't forget him quick, man. You know, no. so they re people really appreciate that kind of service. And, you know, we are a hands-on company. Uh, Michael, I think, you know, like as far as demos and systems, I, I believe that people need to try it out. And I think that people need to, if they're going to be investing a, a large sum of money on a, on a PA system, they really need to get their hands on it. And, and I don't just mean in a demo, like, you know, at, at a trade show or something, they need to take it out of their shop. They need to put, bring it to their show with their equipment, with their guys, put it together. And, and then they really, really know how it works. So we, we are very much a hands-on company like that. We have a lot of gear out on the street right now for people to try out. And uh, we usually have at least three guys going around the country, including myself, doing demos and helping guys do their first shows with the equipment. And, and we enjoy it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, I really enjoy that. That's been the toughest part about this whole year is not just, you know, I mean, the, the loss of business and everything else, but not being out with the guys, not being out with the, with the guys on, on, you know, doing shows and stuff and, and showing them it. the equipment. It's yeah. really, you know, it's, it's, it's been, been time difficult. with your family. Weird. <laughs> yeah, they want me out. I mean, I think. You know, listen, I think this 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 is a true thing. There's going to be a lot of engineers getting divorced this year because oh, they yeah. were never supposed to be home with their wives this much. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> they, the wives are like, wait a second, you were not supposed to be home this much here. You know, you're yeah, supposed man. to be out on the road. <laughs> it, it's so valuable, and one of the cool things that you learn getting into the manufacturer side is what things mean to people about your product that you would never have thought of. Like sometimes it doesn't even matter how it sounds. It's how easy it goes up and down or packs in your truck. So there's so many different ways to like look at a product from a manufacturer's view that you never would if you, if you didn't do the other side of it, you know? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, that was, I can remember when I first started working for RCF and I was going to production companies and the guys were asking me like dimensions of carts. And, you know, when you're a freelance guy, the truck shows up and you unload it, you know, uh, and, and then, you know, somebody's there from the, from the company to help you pack it, but you don't know the science that goes into truck packing, the science that goes into getting the gear to the gig efficiently cheaply whatever inexpensively and safely you know and until you really you know start talking to these guys and they go man your card is just not the right size you guys got to make it another inch bigger and then you know or inch smaller and then we have it you know and these were the things that was really interesting and in, in speaking to the production guys when i first got started about you know some of the criticisms early on and uh it was nice i, I would go back to uh 
the engineers at RCF and say, hey, this system, you know, trucks are different in Europe than they are in the United States. Yeah, man. And, you know, this thing might truck pack really nicely in uh, in Europe, but it's not even close here in the United States. So you want to be part of this uh, team here, uh, Team USA. Uh, you go, better, go, 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 you, go. You, you, yeah, you better get the, you better get the uniform that fits, you know, yeah, nobody drives a Lowry over here, buddy. No <laughs> one drives that stuff over here. A little short. Yeah, exactly. Weirdos with discs can only drive five hours. We don't do that. Five <laughs> hours. The States. Yeah, they, <laughs> no, they have those discs now that they put in when they start driving and they can, yes. only, drive, they can only put so many hours on until it just shuts down. Yeah, that, that that would that would that does not work in the United States. That would not work with the booking agents in the United States. No way. <laughs> no way. Denver to LA. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So Tarek, I wanna I wanna circle back to what you said about kind of like the demo aspect, right? Um and you know, we can talk a little bit about the I, I work here with a local production company called Entertainment Services and why um had run by uh, my my good friend and colleague, Bill DiPaolo. I've been working with Bill since I was about 14 years old in, in junior high, and we've done thousands of events together. Um, and he was uh, in the market. He was just starting to think about, hey, I need a new rig. And um, we do a lot of small stuff. It's almost all under a thousand cap. Um, so we have a whole different set of considerations that don't come up when you're dealing with a larger company that's dealing with larger inventories and larger events. You know, it's all about um, hey, I, I can't buy something that I need four people to move. I can't buy something that I need four people to put up. I can't buy something that puts two tons on the roof, right? So um, we had all of these, I mean, I called you up. I had a, a, a list basically of like all of the all of the, the things that we needed this system to be able to do. It had to be light. It had to be flexible. You know, it had to have certain rigging things and the power. And um, and so we kind of went through it all. And you you sent us out a, a, a rig, and we had a we had a show coming up, and so we we you know we took it to the shop, and I did all sorts of horrible things to it with an analyzer, and and kind of you know kind of checked out my <laughs> my, my nerves. <laughs> I want to see what it looks like, you know, and and but the the really intangible stuff like. Um, what's it like to put the pins in and, and rig it? And is this something that I could comfortably do on my own? And and how does sure. the frame go together? And uh, you know, we had deal we had dealt with another system previously that was a, a similar form factor, but it was just such a pain to get on the carts and get off the carts and get in the air. And the rigging was something that required three people. Um, and it was there were all of these, um, you know, it, like Kyle said, it wasn't having anything to do with the sound of the box, but there were just all these logistical nightmares about this rig. Um, and so I kind of knew going in that like this is you can't look at the PDF file on the website and look at the images and, and know this stuff. You got to just try it out. Um, and so you sent us a HDL six a rig, um, which, which I love and, you know, six boxes per side in the frames were at like 177 pounds plus cable weight, which weighs less than me, you know, um, it has a four and a half foot line and it's, 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 uh, it was an awesome show and everyone had just so many good comments about, um, the sound of it and Bill picked the rig up and, uh, it's kind of something that we're, we're hoping to grow, you know, as his company develops over the next couple of years to kind of add a couple more boxes, add a couple more subs. We just picked up a pair of lifts. So we're pretty, pretty excited about being able to fly them up on lifts now, but, um, sure. You know, the little stuff like, okay, well, when you take it on shoulders. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, the, the carts nest. So when you have multiple carts, they can stack, you know, the little, little thoughtful things like that, that we like about the design, man. But, um, you know, I have to say, 
it's been so funny taking this thing out and we do, we do, you know, 1800 cap theaters with this thing, six per side and, and other engineers come in and they roll their eyes when they see a little line hanging up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then they, like, and then oh, they hear it. No, they hear that? it. Yeah. yeah. And then they hear it and they shut up real quick, man. They really, really do. Um, and I've, I've had buddies that I called up and said, Hey, you know, come out this Saturday. We're doing a thing. I want you to come, I want you to come hear this rig. And I have to tell you every single person that has heard it has had nothing but good things to say about it. So it's a great little rig. Um, you know, I think looking at, and I know you, I know there are, you have medium format, you have large format stuff that, that I haven't had a ton of experience with, but you know, it's a real nice thing for a company of that size, you know, when you're dealing with these small events, you know, that you can kind of get out of speaker on a stick world and you can get this thing up in the air and not take people's heads off down front, which is my whole thing. I don't want to kill anybody, you know? Um, and, and that at, at, at that kind of point in the market, there's a, this is a really, really awesome solution and something that 10 years ago when we were buying our previous rig, that just, that stuff wasn't there. I don't know if the technology wasn't to that point, but there were no good choices on that kind of, compact level and um I, we've been super impressed with their rig so thanks for for setting that up but i also want everyone to know that you know uh that's exactly the kind of thing that that people like Tarek are here for um if you have challenges you have unique needs as a venue or as a production company call up a couple of manufacturers and have that conversation with them and and talk about you know what's a good solution it's not about let me go look through the sweetwater catalog here and and pick something out with no context like Get in there, get your hands dirty. Uh, you know, it, I think it was really sitting down with Bill and showing him, let me show you how this frame goes on. Let me show you how these pin together. Let me show you how we're going to cable this up. And, and he really needed to do that. He really needed to, like you said, he needed to put his hands on it and he needed to connect it himself and just see it and hear it and kind of just spend some time with it. He, he would not have been able to kind of jump into that level of investment and, and kind of get that rig together. Um, if it was something that he just saw on a, on a trade show floor, you know, that system is really, uh, a very, very, uh, nice and simple system to put together. It, it really, if you know anything about line arrays and you've done them before, you can look at that and go, Oh yeah, that goes like this. I, I, I know how to rig this. The other thing about that system, which is great is the weight. Like you said, six boxes, what 170 something pounds. So, I mean, there are line array boxes that one box weighs as much as all things. <laughs> you know? yeah, my, my, my buddy flies a Vertec uh, yeah. 89 regularly, and he's like, dude, he goes, one of my boxes weighs more one, than the whole rig. <laughs> one box weighs more than the whole rig. And, and you know, the nice thing about RCF and, and, and these line arrays that we've developed is, you know, RCF is known to be a transducer, and, and we started out as a speaker manufacturer. Um, and, you know, we made we made parts and components, uh, transducers for some of the uh, biggest well-known names of, uh, of the industry. You know, a lot of guys recognized uh, RCF when they used to open up their EAW boxes and they'd say, hey, there's RCF speakers in here. Well, now, you know, RCF is part of uh, EAW is part of the RCF group. So now it's uh, come full circle. But um, when we design a, a speaker like the HDL6, we start with the drivers. We start with we, 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 with a concept, and we'll make a speaker to fit that box and fit that specific, uh, you know, application. So a lot of other people are building a speaker, and then they're shopping for the transducers. We're the other way around. We're going to build a transducer, and if we don't have one that we already make that we like, We'll go ahead and design a brand new transducer, a brand new HF driver, a brand new woofer for a box. 
And uh, that's uh, something that we've done many times. So the, 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 the great thing about the HDL6 is light, you know, performance, all these things, but it is an RCF box that uh, was designed from the ground up in RCF. Well, they were perfect for me to be able to lift by myself, rig by myself. I, as a small 22-year-old girl, could do it, which was awesome. And they sounded good, too, which was really nice. That's like the Castro convertible uh, commercial when we were kids, remember? So easy. Even a child could do it. She pulled the bed out of the couch. <laughs> and, the, <Yeah. laughs> and the girl jumping on the bed. I, that's way before most of everyone's time here. I'm dating myself. But um, the uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the HDL6 is great that way. I mean, I have rigged them myself and six boxes off the cart, put the fly bar on there. Uh, put them on a, on a hoist and lifted them up, put them on a, a genie lift and, and flown them. You know, it's, it's nice to know that it's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you, you, you have a large, uh, rig and you need three guys. You know, this is a system that's a, you know, really a two man crew can handle this system and, and get it flying rather quickly and get it up in the air. And, uh, and I think that Kyle can, uh, can second this. It's all about the out. So they come down really all quick too. Nope. <laughs> And catering, and where's catering? Yeah, it's all about the out, and, and when do we eat? <laughs> we did a, we actually, we did a little thing over the weekend uh, down at at, uh, at the shop where Bill keeps his rig, and I have some companies that that own some some space there, my friends, and uh, we got a bunch of mixing consoles together, and we just, you know, it was kind of like uh, all of my engineer friends are like, dude, I want to mix, you know, so we we just we just set up a bunch of consoles, and we set up a bunch of multi track rigs, and we just kind of spent the morning just mixing. And then we took one of the consoles out in the back and I brought my lifts out and we said, let's put the, let's put the arrays up, man. So I think, I think we had the, the, we dragged out the lifts and flew those things up in probably 25 minutes. We had the thing. That's up awesome. Just about 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I didn't, uh, I didn't zone it. I didn't shade it. I didn't do anything. We just kind of powered it up and let it go. And, you know, I mean, Hannah, Hannah will tell you if you're walking this space from front to back, I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of ballpark the angles off the top of my head and I'm like, man, it's, it's pretty darn even out here, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's, it's nice that, um, it sort of, to me, that was the system that when I heard it, it sort of kind of busted a lot of the myths that I kind of carried around in my head about small arrays and what they can and can't do. Um, it's 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 so funny to just power that thing up and, and watch guys go like, dude, what? Like, how is that? How is it producing that much sound? You know, and and all the way down, it doesn't sound thin down there. It's 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 it got nice impact, and yeah, we're just really happy with it. And I think, um, you know, from a, from a production aspect, there are times when I will choose a smaller box, even if I have the option of taking a bigger one, because I mean, I put that that thing in places that you can't put a bigger box. I mean, I've hung them off uh, a line set in a theater. You can't do that with with a medium size line array, there's no way, you know, um, we've done three stacks of three on, on, on the stands. We have really weird, we did an outdoor graduation ceremony in a stadium and, 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 you know, and it was kind of one of the same thing. I put it up and I measured it and I'm like, yep, it's already even front to back. I'm not going to touch it. You know? And it's, it's, um, I think that sort of, you're kind of right at the top end of what you could realistically do with a speaker on a stick, but you're not at the point where someone wants to go and get involved with a large format array where you need this huge truck and you need motors and um, that, you know, it's kind of a really interesting uh, spot, you know, in terms of just sure. the size versus capability. And that's, that's been my experience sort of overall with, with the RCF stuff that I've, that I've worked with, um, which is just, you know, the value, the kind of the bang for the buck, so to speak, is just, it's just incredible. You look at this little package and you go, wow, this, this is amazing. This costs how much, you know, it's just, it's consistently exceeded expectations. 
well, you know, there's there's more guys doing, you know, these type of shows out there. You know, uh, you know, we have Kyle, who's a, a one percenter in this industry. You know, uh-huh. he gets to he gets to work with, uh, you know, he's he's he's, he's part of the one percenter all in the river. you know know. he gets he gets to you know they they carry him to front of house you know on on a on a special throne (laughs) as he walks out there and you know and the the fans are kissing the ring as he goes by it's like like that was the closest i got to it (laughs) but you know there's there's and all kidding aside there's more guys doing uh 500 seater shows you know 250 uh people in a park uh 500 people in a in a in a town square kind of a thing, high school graduation all over the country. And that's really our bread and butter. You know, we are very, very good at that mid-size concert. And, uh, you know, listen, we've done a lot of really great larger stuff too, you know, and, uh, but we sell, uh, we, our focus really is on that mid-size market. And, uh, the guys that buy our boxes, they really, um, you know they're small companies, so if they're if they're investing in a uh, a twelve box system, they they expect that every twelve boxes works every weekend. You know, uh, larger companies they may have a few hundred boxes. I mean, there are some companies out there that are large. You're talking about companies that have you know four and five hundred different speakers in their arsenal, and then you have a small guy that maybe you know if he's lucky he has you know thirty. You know, but all 30 speakers need to work and they need to be out there and they need to be functioning. And you talked about service. You talked about how important is that? You know, uh, service will make or break your company. You know, uh, most of the time when you're dealing with a manufacturer, most manufacturers, 98% of the time are going to take care of the problem. It most of the time, it's something that you got to take care of, but they make it so difficult for you to take care of. You got a guy that just lost one of his speakers. They went down and stopped working. He's not happy already. Now you're going to make him, you know, now you're going to make him more agitated by make him jump through hoops to figure out what happened and all this stuff. Let's just get it back and get the guy back on the road and get the guy back working as fast as possible. And we'll deal with everything else later on. If the guy owes you a couple bucks because he fried it, they usually pay it but they just want to know that they can get this thing fixed by next weekend when they got to use it again, you know, and, and that's majority of our customers are guys that are out there. Their, their gear has to work because this is the way they're making their living. Yeah. That, I mean, it's such a great point. And I think, you know, I, 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 uh, we said this when we had Jeff Holly on from Ellen Heath and it was, it was a similar thing, you know, uh, and it's another to kind of piggyback again off what Kyle said. It's, it, it's very much to me, Aww. not just about the sound, you know, um, that uh, we need to make, we need to have gear that sounds good, of course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, 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 when I have a problem with this and you know what things break, so I'm not expecting anyone to make a product that doesn't break down at some point. That's, that's everything break, does. Right? Yeah, right? But so when it, so when it breaks, I need someone to pick up the phone, you know? And, and so after we buy this thing, that's not the end of the deal to me. That's the beginning of our relationship. Right. Sure. And so, you know, how is that response going to be when we have an issue and we have a question when we need something addressed? And, and that is a huge factor in where I choose to spend my personal money. And also when I'm, you know, when I'm working with Bill and I'm advising Bill on where he should make his investments. And like you said, these are small companies. So someone saying I've got 40, 40 or 50 grand together to put a rig. Um, that's a huge amount of money. 
That's for all their money. Day. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's creep right in the bottom. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's COVID relief. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you know, and I, I like we had Dave Rat on the show a couple weeks ago. You know, it's not a Rat Sound thing where they, you know, they own you know forty five SC forty eights. Um, that's sure. not what's happening here. You know, we have one and it has to work. And so, um, you know, that's that's the thing is like, okay, look, if we have to pay down the road to get it fixed, we'll pay down the road to get it fixed. But right now we just need it to be fixed. It needs to work. We had a, uh, a, a monitor rig from a, 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 a another manufacturer and um, we had a couple boxes go down and we sent them out and it was gone for like, three, four months. And we kept calling and saying, where's our rig? We got shows coming up. And, and, and it was calling and calling and calling. And then I finally had to call someone who I knew didn't work for that company, but I knew worked for kind of a sister company. And they, they pulled a string and yelled at somebody. And finally our rig came back. But first of all, um, I shouldn't have to go through a back channel through a personal connection to get my rig back. Right. Uh, <laughs> and second of all, yeah, whatever uh, works, you know, you know, two months during the summer, like that's, that's, that's money, man. That's, that's the whole season. So um, you know, I, I think I think the service thing really can't be overstated and how important this is. And and those are, you know, for folks out there who are contemplating a purchase, contemplating uh, an upgrade. Those are questions to ask. Tell me about your service operation. Tell me, you know, so if we get out on, on the road and something breaks, what do we do? And, and uh, you know, those are really, really big things. And I've seen that completely sink otherwise successful companies. Absolutely. It'll it'll ruin your company. Bad service will ruin your company the fastest. It, it truly is. There are a lot of great speakers. There's a lot of great equipment out there. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of people that don't do the follow up, you know, and it really comes down to your company and 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 what is the company's, uh, you know, methodology? What 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 is their thinking behind it? And I, I can tell you from experience, we put a lot into you know, getting people back up and running when something does happen. You know, I remember about two years ago, uh, somebody was using one of our systems and they saw on the manual that it, it, it had the multi-voltage thing on it, but it, a lot of them don't have universal power supplies. So yes, they do the higher voltages, but it's like that self-cleaning oven that you get that you got to clean yourself. You know, you got to actually do something to make it, you know, do that. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a physical, you know, component change inside of it. It's, it's a fuse and a jumper. Well, they, they lit up all the boxes on high voltage. And the guy called me up and says, uh, listen, we were testing the rig out and, and we burned up every box. And I was like, wow, <laughs> wow that's, that's something. And, you know, it, it just so happened that the, the system was only about three hours away. And uh, we, we said, I said, listen, I, I can get it into a van, uh, the, the replacement boxes, and uh, I'll take your boxes back. I'll get them fixed. And the guy goes, but I, I need them for the weekend. I said, I have a demo system. I'll bring you the demo system. We met halfway. We did the we did the deal at, at like on the on like the the Turnpike rest stop in Maryland somewhere. I think it was Maryland House, and uh, we we swapped the boxes. And uh, I drove back, and the smelly burnt up boxes uh, were were you know all the way back to New Jersey. And he did his show. But you know the guy always says to me, "You saved me, man." He goes, "We we smoked those boxes, and you came through. You got physically got them in a van and drove them down to us." And I'm like, yeah, but you know, that's what you got to do, man. It was your first time trying our rig out. It was your first time. You just made the expense and you made a real bonehead move. And he admitted it. 
you know, but it was, a, it was amazing. He goes, we, he goes, I thought that they were auto power switching and we hit it with the hive. I'm like, Oh boy, that's going to be a mess. And it, it was, it was a mess. It really was, but we got them through it, you know? And I think that that's really where you show your metal as a, as a company. Can, can you get them back up and running? Can you make it happen? You can't always be perfect with it, but if you're close enough and you tried your best, most people know it, you know? And, and, and I, I, I like that people, uh, like that about our company and they talk about that well i think i i think it's and i, I definitely want to hear kyle's thoughts on on that because he's he's kind of done he's been the, the the you know the uh the the buoy guy for a couple manufacturers kind of the you know the life the life jacket but um i it, it, my thing is uh you know we don't ever feel you know there there there's i own gear from certain companies who won't be named that if it breaks it means filling out a web form and waiting two to three weeks to get a response oh um, no we can't which, do that man which, that's which, bad news <laughs> Which I, I, you know, if, if you're, if it's, you know, if it's a toaster oven, <laughs> it is, it is actually a toaster oven. <laughs> if it's a toaster oven, then that's one thing, but you know, shows run on this stuff and you know, we're talking about thousands of dollars on the table and stuff's got to work. I need someone to pick up the phone. So I, you know, even if you go, Hey man, you know, I can't get down there tonight. Um, yeah. The fact that we don't feel like we're out in a vacuum with this because I know that, Hey, if I call Tark, he's going to answer the phone. And he's going to listen to what we got to deal with. And he's going to kind of help us out, man. He's going to see what we can do, you know? And and so I think that was a big factor for why we wanted to go the way we did with that system, which was, um, you know, far beyond the fact that we liked the rig, um, you guys were, were backing us up and you guys were, were making sure we were cool and you were answering our questions. And and to this day, you know, we know that if we ever run into an issue, uh, someone's going to pick the phone up, man. You know, and I, so, I think that's, that's huge. So let's just go ahead and drop some names, bro, because there's nah, a lot know. of killer dudes out there that I've done shows with, you know, and now they're manufactured. They did what, you know, a Tark got here as well. Like Rhino John with Avid, like, um, yep. uh, James Elizondo with, with Midas and Midas support. I'm uh, me with Midas support. Um, it, like it, it, th- we know what side to be on. Like, that's why that phone's so important. You know, like we know uh, Kyle McMahon with Digico, um, mm-hmm. you know, all those dudes are hardcore been setting up stages since they were, you know, 15 and, and, and now they're in a position where they get to help their friends out on the road with tech questions. You know, e- everyone's got a friend like that. I mean, that it, it's, it's so exhilarating when you get those people helped out. You know, um, whether it's the lady at the church counter saying pastor wants to turn the PA on early and nobody's there yet. Or it's, you know, XYZ band that's in Lebanon and they have two outlets and they were trying to figure out which one to plug in. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it, it's so it's it's exhilarating, man. It's actually a, that's the best part of the job. Like selling it, it. it it, it's a thing, but it's the support, man. It really is, especially at our level. Like you said, $50,000. I wouldn't, are you kidding me? That's like, I'd disappear for a couple months, but it's been that <laughs> or a console or whatever. Like it's a huge investment. And, and you got to think, you know, Dave might have 48 SC48s, but you know, he better have 38 of them working or someone's not getting paid or they're going right, to close the door. Right. So it's the same thing. Like everybody's gear has got to work. And uh, I'll go ahead and say it, dude, I was out with Claire for the majority of being with Fallout Boy. And the reason I was is because of my customer support dude, uh, Justin Weaver, like, and Greg oh, yeah, Hall, like that. if something went out, 
I didn't even know about it because there were just, or, or I'd walk by a box on the, the dock the next day, it would be fixed. It was done. And that, that's important, man. Like, um, it, it, it pays its dues. You know, Dave did that for me too. And the guys that at sound image did it for me too. Like whoever I had to take, whether I started on the West coast or East coast, if it was a short tour, I was doing a one-off thing or whatever, man, those companies that did provide for those manufacturers, they provided for their client. And like that helps out a ton too. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and like you said, Kyle, I've really, I've really come to enjoy it, you know, working kind of, I've been doing more and more support things here and there for rational acoustics and people call up with, you know, now it's anything that SPL related kind of gets forwarded to me. And I, I like that, you know, I just got a text tonight from somebody who's like, Hey man, I'm in a theater right now and this isn't working. Like, yeah, you can, you can, you know, if you have a problem, you call the company, send an email, whatever, but yeah, text me, dude. I don't care. It's cool. I, I, I really like doing that. I, I, I like, you know, I'm sure it'll be no surprise to, <laughs> to people who know me. I like solving problems. I like the puzzles. So, oh, yeah, it's not working right. Let's figure that out. I mean, that's kind of what a system engineer does, you know, is kind of unravel. I don't that. know how to get my mic working on this podcast. I just call Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's my tech support for life, too. Like, if I don't know what kind of topics to get. <laughs> yeah, hey, can you can you format my resume? I'm like, I got you, man. Don't yeah, worry about totally it. Got me, dude. Michael's yeah, got my back got better me. than anyone. We have this program in our system that our that our whole inventory and and and, and billing and everything runs. So it's kind of like the heart of our business. And you know, I can program all of our boxes. I can I can format and get you up and running on a digital board. But if that thing doesn't work for me on my computer, for they, they I always say to the guys, man, maybe you should let somebody else put the order in the system because I'm gonna mess that up. <laughs> like but you can do you can program all these mixers and stuff and i'm like yeah but man my head doesn't work so well with the other stuff it works good with audio equipment i can figure that stuff out real fast but this other stuff (laughs) i don't know it's it's it was it was a it was a real eye-opener when all of a sudden i had to become a network specialist to get the mixer to work (laughs) yeah yeah i had to become a chef over covid (laughs) (laughs) hey man i just did good i just made chinese food at home i've gotten really good yeah man i've gotten really good at it my fiance said it was really good so you know she ate it and she's she's still walking around the house so it's not bad everybody lives